live from the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. From the makers of Who Bit My Asshole Board Game and Balloon Art with Ball Sacks Video Series, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Action Figures. And now we get a free bag of flaming hot Cheetos, a bottle of antibiotics, and three free mullets. That's right, dress your douchebag up and send them off to horrible scenarios all day long. Order soon and get a free at-home tape piercing kit. That's right, free home tape piercing kit, new from Chisbro. Two monkey fuckers and a toaster will be right back. Bags. And a microphone. Welcome. Uh, we are at the uh, Filthy Bean today. Let me adjust the gain just slightly here. Okay. We seem to be not registering too much on the uh, recording meters, so... Oh, okay. Well, that uh, that new microphone... Yeah. It's clearer, but lower. Yeah. It, it does have really good sound. Oh, it has superior sound. Yeah. So... Um, it may not. It may be that it requires more uh, phantom power than my computer is able to put out, but it should. It should be putting out the full. It does the same thing at home at oh, the okay. talk is cheap. Uh, the talk is cheap studios. Okay. Uh, it does the same thing. It's just the clarity. It just doesn't go as loud because <coughs> of the clarity that it gives. Yeah. It's what I believe. I mean. So. Yeah. Anyhow. But if if we put it through a preamp. That would solve that problem. Yeah, you're right. Which I don't. Yeah, I don't have in Talk is yeah. Cheap Studios. Yeah. Because so. the Talk is Cheap Studios is exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Preamp can cost you anywhere from a hundred bucks to you know several tens of thousands, oh, depending yeah. and, on the quality. And, you and, want. And, and yeah, and which I'd be happy to do <laughs> something like that, but I don't have any room. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that I infiltrated our bedroom with it. <laughs> so, well, as soon as I get a couple of the spare rooms cleared out, a lot of stuff going on. But anyhow, as soon as I get a couple of spare rooms, one of them is going to be an official, an official studio. Yeah. With yeah. like all the you know goofy shit up there and all that band stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know, maybe some old I don't know '90s DJ shit. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so. C- Cindy and I are planning on uh, uh, selling our house and moving. Uh, we're, we're planning to do it sometime this calendar year. Um, and then wherever, whatever house we buy, I can set up a new version of the uh, no filter studio <laughs> and have, you know, the, the audio, you know, the, the vocal part like this and the musical part kind of mixed together. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, I can tell the clarity difference just listening. Yeah. This, this definitely is a great mic. Yeah, it is. So. It's too bad they don't sponsor us, you know? It's too bad they don't yeah. pay us for... I know. So right now, we're just going to call them Reds. Yeah, there we Red go. Red microphones. <laughs> yeah. So, until you sponsor us. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyhow, I uh, had a little subject that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay, well, we all know that uh, Aaron Rodgers wants out of uh, Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. Just like Brett Favre did, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they want to go play out their career somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, and also some animosity started, to be fair, when yep. they drafted Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. And didn't say anything to him. Here's your replacement. 
<laughs> but then again, to be fair, I'm not sure if they did that with Favre either. Yeah, that's true. And uh, so, okay, there seems to be, number one, some sort of communication breakdown yeah, between definitely. them and the players, and not only players, but their star players. Yeah. And yeah. I'm talking about Green Bay, the organization. And the it, Green Bay it, Packers. It, it, it's really odd how they can let these, I mean, sure, you may not like them, but my gosh, a huge amount of your franchise is riding on these players in addition to a lot of money. Why would you cut off communication? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It's yeah. uh, it's kind of like you hire a new uh, sales rep, mm-hmm. but then you won't tell him what you're selling or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know. He's like, I don't know, just go out there and just like pitch a bunch of shit. Well, well what do you sell here, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, just coming up with something lame and like that, you know. But um, my question is this right here. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, now they've won a fair amount of Super Bowls. I mean, in recent memory, and I mean, they did okay. I mean, I think they've, yeah. they've done better than probably 90% of the teams. Two Super Bowls in the last, what, 20 years? Yeah, they're that's, perennial playoff contenders. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is that they're usually in it, except for last year, they're usually in it. Mm-hmm. And you can always say they could get in. Yeah. You could never look at them and go, nah, I don't think they can get in. You could always look at them and go, Aaron Rodgers, they got a good defense, they got a couple of playmakers, they could get in. A light bulb just went off in my head. That's what we used to say about the Chiefs under Marty Schottenheimer. Exactly, they could get in. Yeah. They're not the favorite. They're not going to blow anyone away on a regular basis. Yeah. But, yeah, they're. that's interesting. They're running the Packers the way the, that the Chiefs were run. But they Marty shouldn't because they have the guy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> They should be pushing every year to get that rain. Yeah. So yeah. the question I got is this right here. And I can back it up, too, with what I'm saying. Okay. Are the Packers a smart run? Uh, okay. Are they uh, an extremely efficient run organization? Or mm-hmm. are they eternally cheap? And it constantly screws them out of possible Super Bowls. It is a good question. Um, they're not cheap on the level of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> they they were they've been legendary for how cheap they've been. Oh, did you see the thing about how they're um, trying to like rip people off? Uh, um, look this up when you get a chance because sure. I got the story just not here because mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals' owners are trying to deny, like, workers' comp to their players, and they're trying to get the law changed somehow. Did you see that thing? No, I haven't. I, I'm going to have to come up with the whole thing to make sure I'm accurate on it. Yeah. But it's something along those levels. People are mad at them. They're like, hey, leave that shit alone because it's not just for players. Yeah. It's for people that get injured on the job, you know? Someone, wow. Someone cutting a piece of metal cuts their fucking finger off. Leave them alone. And anyhow, that's part of the notoriously cheap thing that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look that up so I make sure that I'm correct on what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So right now, I'm not exactly what it was, but some something I've been kind of tracking. Well, I know when the Chiefs were running themselves that way, it was because they were trying to rebuild their image from yeah. being a perennial loser and joke. Uh-huh. And they were trying to build a consistent winner without spending a bunch of money. Um, to get everyone excited, get the fan base up, sell merchandise, and then then make the push with bigger quality players. Yeah, and I, I'll go a step further. The reasons that 
the reason the Chiefs done it like that was because they did not have the guy. They no. tried to get the guy, yeah. and that was Joe Montana. And then they went to Bonehead Bono, mm. and then they went to Girl Scout Gerback. I mean, uh, Rich Gannon was probably the most feasible. Joe Montana would have been more feasible. By the time we got him, he was already broken down and losing a little bit, and, you know, of yeah. his arm strength. And, you know. Yeah, the physical he, ability was starting to fade, and the mental drive was starting to fade as well, I think, yeah, for Joe. And, and if he didn't get sandwiched up in Buffalo, uh, yeah. um, and got the concussion, we would have won that game, and yeah. they would have went to the Super Bowl. Then after you put someone like Montana in the Super Bowl, all bets are off. Yeah, anything I mean, could have happened yeah, then. Yeah, because that guy was yeah. one of the pure playmakers, yeah. found a way to get it done. But, you know, even if that had all played out like that, the Chiefs would have been a one-and-done team. We wouldn't yeah, have snipped have the Super Bowl again, again ever, for, a long yeah, time. for a long time. Yeah, so it was just, it, we yeah. would have been a, wow, out of nowhere, the Chiefs, you know, jump up yeah. and get a Super Bowl and then fade into obscurity again. <laughs> yeah, and even recent memory with Alex Smith. Yeah. Good quarterback, not a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Good arm, not a great arm. Yeah. So they were always stuck in that perennial, yeah, we'll see him in the playoffs. And then that's it. Maybe the Packers are trying to play a longer game. They're saying there's all these hot young quarterbacks out here in the league. Let's just tread water for a while. Let these quarterbacks get a little older, and then we'll find the hot young quarterback and then take on all these guys when they're, you know, seven, eight, ten years in. Well, you know, Jordan Love did make a lot of uh, improvements last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Is he there yet? I don't know. Are you going to ruin him putting him in right now? I don't know. But all I know is is uh, Aaron Rodgers is not doing him any favors by forcing their hand. Yeah, yeah. And another thing is is I don't know this for sure. I'm going to have to look it up a little bit more. But it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is doing very many concessions to have a better team like Mahomes is. No. Like Brady did. That, that doesn't seem to be characteristic of Aaron Rodgers. He's not a team player and never has been. Well, then, you know what? Maybe he doesn't deserve to have those Super Bowl teams. He thinks he deserves maybe, everything. Maybe Green Bay looks so, at it like that. Yeah. Maybe Green Bay's kind of like, well, this guy ain't doing anything to help us. Mm-hmm. Look over there at Mahomes. He's not even in the top ten right now. Yeah. And he should be number one with a bullet. I yeah. mean, he should be number one by far. So, huh. no, he would rather win championships and he's also smart enough to know that the more championships he win, the more money he's going to make um, outside of football. Right, right. George, uh, Jordan, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, arrogant Rodgers, is concentrating on the money he can make right now. Yeah, I think he's being very short-sighted in what yeah. he does. And yeah, I know it started with hard feelings, but at some point, do you man up and just get over that? I think you should. Yeah, I mean, you he's, know, I he's, still want to win some Super Bowls, and I still love Green Bay. Maybe I don't like the general manager. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't like some of the players. Maybe I do. But I'm here in Green Bay, and everybody here loves me, and they want me here. We're going to try to win this place another couple of Super Bowls before I exit the game. Doesn't seem to be his mindset. It seems to be like, "Fuck you guys! I'm going to uh, the Jets." And that's another peculiar area that it's I found. It's a weird choice. Uh, it I almost think... makes me think that it's purely ego-driven. Yeah, because Large it's New market, York. Yeah. And the Giants are ascending, and they just hired Daniel Jones for that obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. And now the Giants are putting out all this favorable press. Look at this guy work. As soon as he signed that, he went straight to practice. Look at him. Oh, my God. This guy is... 
oh gosh, look at that pass. He just threaded the needle. <laughs> you know, they're throwing out all this shit trying to glorify what they just done, which I thought was kind of foolish. Well, you know, that same New York press and fan base will shred him the moment things oh, go off the yes, rails. Yes. And uh, that's the thing right there. I don't think is, he thinks that's going to happen to him. Well, no. If he gets his all, <laughs> if he gets his all-star um, set of players, and I think that's one of the reasons he wants that is because he wants to make sure it doesn't blow up in his face. Does do the Jets have the cap room to sign all these players? That's the other for thing. Anything more that's than another like a reason. Single season. That's another reason for the peculiar uh, um, choice. Pick choice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see him like maybe going to Carolina or something before then. You know, it's on the coast. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, are they have a good defense already. They're seemingly a quarterback away from being good. Yeah. And then a couple of acquisitions away from uh, being a contender, maybe. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Tampa was. You know, they're that they were that seven and nine team, and then they. Uh, Hired Brady, and Brady said, I want this guy, this guy, this guy, and the next thing you know, they're in the Super Bowl winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, another, uh, oh gosh, you you made, you made got me thinking about something while you were talking, and then it went right out of my oh, head. Oh, damn but. it, I'm sorry. <laughs> you see, you're saying seven to nine bucks. Uh-huh. Um, uh, acquired Tom Brady, and oh, then he said, okay. I want this guy, that guy. Um, I was thinking the market for uh, Rodgers might be... Uh, difficult because he needs a team with a lot of salary cap, mm-hmm. but a lot of those teams already have somebody, a quarterback, that uh-huh. they like or think could be their guy and don't need a Rodgers. Yeah. So he's got to pick from the ones that are left that need him, want him, will pay him what, what he wants, but then they don't have a lot of salary cap left to get all the superstars he he's going to demand. Mm-hmm. Um, they will get some, but not all. And then he'll be pissed off, and he'll give a half-assed performance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why would yeah. you want the spoiled brat in your city playing for your team? I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, okay, thank you, Rick. Hang on, hang on. Um, he just sent me a little notice here, and, of course, he took off because he's not going to talk. He's microphone shy. Yeah, he is. Okay, it says here, oh, okay. Um, a lot of people have been asking about his lavender, lavender and mint tea. Mm-hmm. He has about 30 pounds of it left. Oh, wow. First come, first serve. Because that stuff is very popular. Yeah. I, I guess it's really good for sleeping and meditation. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it smells fantastic. We're coming in there brewing some up. Remember how good it smelled? Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I almost didn't get coffee, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, uh, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> so, anyhow. All right. Rick, you want to come over and talk about it any? Uh, okay. That looked right. like a no. All right. Okay. okay. Well... Uh, so anyhow, lavender mint tea is in the house. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I almost think that some of the stuff that Green Bay is doing is retaliatory, and not necessarily in their best interest. Well, that's not a good. I think it's. Uh, it almost model, looks it? like a fuck you on top of a fuck you. Wow. Well, you I know, mean, these... I could be completely wrong, but I don't understand a lot of this stuff that's going on. I don't understand why it's going like yeah. this. Yeah, and that, that's where there's gets... some animosity, not just Jordan Love. There's only so much that can carry. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like okay, so they made a boneheaded move and they hired, they got this guy in a higher draft pick. Okay, but then they said no, he's not, he's not taking your job. Mm-hmm. 
But they didn't trade him either. Yeah. <laughs> sure looks like he's there waiting to take his job. <laughs> yeah, so you think like maybe some of the animosity is that. He keeps looking around and going, well, there's that guy that's not taking my job again. Yeah. You know, I've known people who are just champions at holding a grudge. Well, I mean, look at Alex Smith. Yeah. Alex Smith, he egoless. Embraced the change. Yeah. Did everything he could to help the organization. And now we're winning Super Bowls because of what he'd done. Yeah. And, you know, people are loving on Alex Smith more than they would have if he hadn't done that. Yeah. I, I mean, I always liked the guy. Yeah. He was lot. a great guy. Great guy. But the thing is, is um, he really helped us along by going along with the script. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't motherfuck Andy Reid. He didn't motherfuck Mahomes. He just said, yeah, I'm going to teach this guy everything I can, and good luck to you guys. He yeah. went on, and he would have had a lot. He was headed towards the playoffs. He took an under, an underachieving team, mm-hmm. or actually an under-talented team, and made them overachievers with his leadership yeah. over in Washington. Mm-hmm. And they were going to the playoffs until he got hurt. Yeah. And they might have even won a game. They might have even snuck up there and bit someone in the ass, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that was going to show what a good leader Alex Smith really is. And, you know, he just didn't quite have the arm strength. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, I, you know, it's, it's really – and another thing is, is I really don't like seeing this because I love the heroes be heroes mm-hmm. and stick to that script instead of being – yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily the you know tear them down because they've been on top for a while kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, it's like you've got a leaf blower in the area. Well, the the problem is, is it's that park that's right here. Yeah. So Rick can't do anything about it. Damn, it's like it's like right in the building with us. Damn. I know. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's anything we can do about it with the acoustics. As people open up the door down there, yeah, and every time they do, it gets louder. So I'm kind of like this. I think that both of them are making major mistakes, and I think it's showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't like the way this is. Uh, um, I don't like the way this is maturing in front of everybody. And I think that both sides have a lot to blame, and I don't like it. I think it looks bad on the Packers. It looks bad on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <clears throat> I wonder at what point the NFL steps in and says you're you're damaging the image of all of us by doing this in public. I wonder if that's how come it hasn't went down yet. It's because the NFL is like, hang on, you both cool your jets here. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. It, it, it's it's sad when a quarterback can't leave a team without taking a dump on his fans on the way out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, you know, let me go a step further on Aaron Rodgers, too. I think another thing about the Jets is this, too. He'll have to play Mahomes. So if he beats Mahomes, he once again gets the number one guy thing. Mm. Now, I know he likes Mahomes and he's complimentary about him and all that, but I think somewhere in there, he'd love to beat him in the playoffs. Yeah. Just to turn around and go, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> Anyhow, all right, enough of that. Right. Uh, you had some subjects. Yeah. Um... Bum, bum, bum. 
Here's the, oh, here's an interesting question I had for you. Okay. Do you think that the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department in its current state mm-hmm. is capable of yeah. something's going to no, fill No, I it. think if anything uh, at all, you have to fund them more. You have to find out, not only have more police on the beat at the places, mm-hmm. at these places where this shit happens, there. It's very dangerous, and you, one number one, you got to stick by them, and you got to fucking pay them more. Well, see, there's there's the there's where it fell apart, and where it's going to be hard to fix is we used to have much more open community presence with mm-hmm. the police. You know, they'd walk the beat, they'd know, they get to know the people, the business owners, everything. Um, but at a certain point, the police departments nationwide realize that every time the police interact with the public, there is an increasing chance for a lawsuit to arise. So the bean counter said, limit the police's interaction with the public, and you will limit the number of lawsuits. So that's what they did. Yep. Yeah. So and the it- police have been disappearing from our public lives. And, and another thing they is, don't show up until um, after the crime has been committed. Yeah, and and I'm not denying there's a lot of problems, fundamental problems with people mm-hmm. being beaten and and stuff like you know and stuff that should never happen. Right, right. And people being murdered, quite frankly. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Now that's wrong. But what <laughs> I'm saying is, you need a better selection of the people you hire, a better selection process, more money into it more money to uh, fund how you hire them mm-hmm. how you uh, how you vet them how you train them yeah. and also more money in the communities that are impoverished that need this education mm-hmm. it's not a one-sided thing no, no so you can't just walk up and pull the plug on one thing and go we're going to fund one side no what you need to do is you need to quit spending money on bullshit and go. spend it on stuff that really counts. And that's what I was t- alluded to a couple of podcasts ago about Kansas City's got all this stuff going on. We got the draft. We got the Chiefs. We got all this stuff. Build these parks. Build these new bridges. The underlying problem is crime. Mm. And it's not going away. It's getting mm. worse. Yeah, it's like worse, a worse, festering worse. fucking boil. Yeah. And it's not going away. Yeah. But they're trying to uh, polish over it. Yeah, pretty things to attract outsiders. Yes. Yeah. So outsiders, they're th- they're thinking probably 70, 80 percent of them are not going to look up crime statistics mm-hmm. when they're like, well, I got this convention in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will and be like, mm, uh, maybe I'll just skip this one. Yeah. So, but the ones that aren't, they're still coming in. They have no idea, and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, it can't be that bad. I I don't ever see them on the world news. No. Yeah, and if. If uh, over all the people who talk about defunding the police, they never talk about what they're going to fund. That's my problem right there. If you're going to defund them, then what are you going to do to prevent crime? Yeah, what what is going to take the place of what? I mean, if you want to have a different organization and call them other than the police, something you know, have a different name for them and have a different mission statement or whatever. Okay, we can talk about that. Yeah, but if you're if you're just saying eliminate the police department and see what happens that's stupid yeah and then we have then we have these asshole prosecuting attorneys Mm. that let people go left and right yeah a lot of these people that do these crimes have been in there 30 times Mm. you know why can't why can't if someone why can't there be a cap on so many things you can do and then that's just it man sorry 
You had every chance. We gave you every chance in life. Now you're just, that's it. You're wasted. Well, there is the three-strike rule. You know, three three of certain kind of felonies, and then you get life in prison. I think they need to expand on some of that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the sticking point is overcrowded prisons. Yes. And the sticking point there is prisons are being run for profit by outside companies. Yes. I mean, the other day I told someone that, and they were utterly shocked. They thought all prisons everywhere were run by the government. No. At a break-even no. basis. There's no. an alarming <laughs> amount of privately funded ones that are in business. And it's more expensive to house a prisoner there than it is to put someone up in a nice mm-hmm. hotel. It really is. And the prosecution rates on those are astronomical, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the reason the prosecution rates are astronomical is because my feelings is they don't care. They want people in those fucking uh, cells. Yeah, it's the financial gain for uh, housing a very dangerous inmate is huge. The financial gain for housing somebody who um, had, like, five moving violations and one DUI uh, they can't make much money off of a guy holding a guy like that in a, in a prison so the prisons tell the justice system we don't want those prisoners Yeah. Uh, and the justice system turns around and says okay non-violent offender uh, we're just going to promote probation and kick you out on the street again because there's no money to be made by imprisoning him. Yeah. And there's no other prison to take him. So the court system's like, why would we send him somewhere where he has nowhere to go? You know, we can't. We've been told, don't send him to these prisons. So, got to turn him loose. And they yeah. do. Yeah. And then you have the prosecutors that won't even prosecute a case unless they have a 99% chance of winning. Yeah, because they, they don't want to take their Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is such a... 30-fold problem. Yeah. And another thing is, is we can't also can't skip over the fact that we're about 20 generations deep in just complete not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems anymore if it's not smacking you in the face on a daily basis, people don't care. No, they don't. They really just don't care. Of course, that leaves the door wide open for the manipulators and the users yeah. who do care. Because they can use it to their end. And I'll put it like this on privately funded prisons. Okay. They don't care where, where, who's paying for it or whatever. Mm -hmm. All they care is it's paid for. It's kind of like, let me think, like uh, food stamps. Mm -hmm. Okay. The government doesn't care that there might be a lot of fraud in it because you and I are paying for it. All they care about is those people are going out buying stuff with it, and it boosts the economy. Yep. But they don't care that we're paying for it and people are, like, basically stealing. This isn't all of them, but there's a lot of them because I see it a lot, you know. To the to the people running that system, it's an acceptable amount of fraud and waste. If they asked us, we'd say, uh-uh, that's not acceptable. It's too much. No, but they don't care. But they, yeah. And because they, they're getting their end result. The economy's yeah. getting bumped up numbers because of that. Mm-hmm. And the, the right people are getting political gain from it and getting mm-hmm. voted back into office. Yeah, they come in and... It's yeah. all the, you know, the circle of, the circle of greed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was just like when I was in uh, D.C. doing a job quite a few years ago, like maybe 07 or something like that. And um, it was a high-rise. You could actually see the White House from this uh, high-rise. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was like mentally disabled elderly mm-hmm. in this. And so this uh, congressman there... 
I want to say maybe it's Ron Davis or something like that because it was something real easy name to remember like that. Um, so I'm uh, I'm taking there in D.C. It's so crowded in that area. A FedEx truck can only be stopped. There is no place to pull over on the side. It's only only can be stopped on the road for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a certain amount of money every minute. So I'm unloading all this shit as fast as I can and just throwing it on the side of the road mm-hmm. and coming back and getting it later. So un- I unload everything. And then uh, I'm starting to pick everything up and take it in the building, which is about a block away. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all these people start come running at me with shopping carts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, are they trying to help? They want money. That's what it is. They want to come help me. Oh, uh-huh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No. As a matter of fact, they like one of them hit a couple of my products sitting on the ground. One of them almost hit me. Mm. I'm like, where the fuck are they going? And I look, and this uh, congressman, I think Ron Davis, Ed Davis, Je- I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Big fucking truck. Big, uh, big um, semi-vehicle mm-hmm. parked in a very small alley. Mm-hmm. Had the back door open, and they're giving away free food for uh, basically signing up, registering to vote. Oh, and wow. they had this lady there that kept getting in my way. And I'm trying to take stuff in there. And she's like, okay, uh, what's your name here? We're going to register you here. And I'm going to come by and I'm going to get your vote. And I'm like, oh, what? How fucking evil. Mm-hmm. And this bitch was such a, such, she was such a bitch to me. I kept going, ma'am, could you please get out of my way? She wouldn't even fucking talk to me. She would not get out of my way, that little bitch. And a person like that has absolutely no interest in helping these people to get no, out of their situation no, they were just harvesting, she's, she's harvesting making, votes yeah she's she's getting everything she wants from maintaining oh yeah and she didn't need anything from me she knew i wasn't voting for a stupid ass fucking person yeah so she didn't even talk to me yeah yeah, yeah so. they claim to be helping but they want you right where you are exactly yeah. and that's a big problem with politics in america is, is the uh i'm here for you no I'm, I'm here, here to, for me. I'm, yeah, I'm here to make sure you don't change. I'm here to make sure you stay right where you are and keep voting for me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that was that was one of the uh, reasons that Hillary lost to Trump in 2016 mm-hmm. is she just presumed the black vote was hers. She didn't campaign. Uh, in black areas, she didn't go and make public appearances. She didn't aim any. Uh, she took marketing for granted. Or she took for granted yes. that the minorities and, uh, and uh, African Americans were going to vote for. Her. Yep. She took them for granted. Yep. She xed them off. Never even campaigned to them at all. Yeah, her, her mind went to well, they're not going to vote for Trump, so they're going to vote for me. But what happened was they didn't vote because they didn't care about either candidate. And I heard two or three radio interviews from prominent leaders of the black community, black political organizations, black voting groups. Uh, the uh, what is it? The there's a, a organization for all the black members of the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. I think he was one of the speakers, and he's saying, "Yeah, Hillary Clinton ignored the black community. She took us for granted and just figured that she had our votes in her pocket." Yeah. And he, and he said, "When I would go home to my constituents, I'd go to the barber shop, and when Clint, Bill Clinton was running, there were posters and flyers, and everyone was talking about him. So when Hillary Clinton was running, nothing." Nobody cared. And it wasn't because they were voting for Trump. It's just they didn't feel like voting for her because she didn't As a matter give of fact, anything. I remember the rumors floated around, and I believe they are by the Clinton camp, too, with Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. He was a quarter black. 
Oh, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah. yeah, his mom had an affair with a black man years yeah. ago, and that's how come he's got kind of wavy hair and yes. all that stuff. The best of political pandering. Is that awesome. was, uh, He yeah. was a master at it, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, come back he was. and go, yeah, you got me, I'm part black. <laughs> Actually, he probably didn't have any in him at all. But. <laughs> well, when we're talking about... Uh, no, uh, Hillary probably couldn't claim to that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we were talking about uh, having the best... Do you, you want the best paid... Do you want the best? Uh-huh. Um, Ooh, look at that toast. Look at that fucking French toast. That looks really good. Oh, man. Imagine, um, no, we were talking about, you know, prosecutors not taking on a case that they can't win. Mm-hmm. A lot I was going to compare it to surgeons. Um, oh, that's a good, yeah, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> In a, uh, a, a country like ours where health care is run for profit, Mm-hmm. Surgeons are based on their success rates. So the higher their success rate, the more they can charge. So at a certain point, they quit taking risky cases. Yeah. They're the best qualified surgeon. They've done like, you know, a thousand of these procedures, but you have a less than 80% success chance and their current success rate is up in the high 90s, they're like, no, I'm not touching you because you might you might damage my percentages and I wouldn't make as much next year. There's a lot of that going on. And then you get mm-hmm. a, a surgeon that isn't as good mm-hmm. because they're willing to give it a try because they got nothing to lose. Yeah, and you maybe you wind up with someone who's trying to make a name for themselves and willing to take chances. There's no way you can get the best surgeon. It's, it's really kind of sickening when you yeah. see the angles that they take and why uh-huh. they take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, even though you have the money and the, the health care, and yeah, the best surgeon still may look at your chances and say, no, I'm not touching you. I'm going to let you die because you would you that would happens. decrease my earning percentage. That happens a lot. Year. That happens a lot. Yeah. It's not going to be very widely mm-hmm. uh, distributed, but... and. This is something and they'll just that, go, well, I, I have too many uh, on the docket right now. There's yeah. no way I can possibly get to it. Uh, but I'm going to refer you to this guy. Uh, yeah. Now, th- people know this, and people put up with it. So when prosecutors start doing this, why are we surprised? You know, when the DA says, mm, nah, I'm not taking this case. I'm just going to let this scumbag walk because I might lose the case. And then, you know, that would look bad for me. So, Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Well, um, this is... Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh, no. It's this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. It's easy to convince ladies not to eat Tide Pods. It's harder to deter gents. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You are just like a cloud. It's a beautiful day when you disappear. If a 10 pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Well, 
I was saying as they peek into the mind of the millennials, but maybe this is what people think millennials are thinking. That could be. Could be. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure where they get them at either. I mean, you know, I cross-reference a lot of this. I look at three different types of, <laughs> mm-hmm. to make sure they're correct. But on some of this speak here, you can't really find that much information on it because only so yeah. many people want to really put them down for whatever reason. You know, they don't really yeah. you know, have a reason to do that. So uh, the first one is a stan. Don't be a stan. Stan, okay. A combination of a stalker and a fan. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the person's name, like short for Stanley. Yeah, but it kind of is. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like giving a name to a type of a person that does a certain thing. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I thought that was good. Yeah. A stalker fan is a stan. A stan. That's better than a fawker. Yeah, a fawker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's better than Gaylord Fawker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, what, meet the parents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet the parents, meet the fawkers. Meet the fawkers, little fawkers. Yeah. yeah. They need to do another one, don't they? Yeah, maybe with the Fokker Wolf aircraft. Yeah, that'd be that was great. what the Red Baron flew, is the yeah, yeah. Fokker Wolf uh, triplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're far afield. Okay, W. You know what W stands for? Well, for me, it's George W. Bush. He's <laughs> W. Nope, not for millennials. They okay. don't even know who he is, probably. Probably not. Shorts for when? Oh, short for, oh yeah, get it. Yeah, w. so it's like, hey, how'd everything go? W. All right, good, all right. Okay. L. What's L for? Lost. Yep. Yeah, okay. Dank. Oh, now, now this is taken from an earlier word mm-hmm. that would, didn't quite mean the same thing. Yeah, when I think of dank, I think of a combination of dark and damp and musty. Dingy. Yeah. yeah. And then the word dank pot came from is because it was like kind of musty and like, but really good. Yeah. So you go, hey, how's your dope? Dank, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So excellent or very high quality is what it means now. Oh, or at okay. least to millennials. Okay. We covered this one before, but I'm going to go over it again. Chuggy. Chuggy. I don't remember it. Something that's not all trendy, kind of, I don't know, kind of uh, quirky, weird, odd. Like a, like a, the chick off Napoleon Dynamite with her hair to the side. Yeah. She'd probably be a chuggy. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I wonder where that came from. I don't know. That's one of the ones that I can't figure out. Yeah. Everything, everything else, dank, I think, dank just kind of sounds like yeah. it could be. Yeah. So, yeah. camp. Camp. Um... Now, I am familiar with the meaning where something that's campy is kind of uh, retro in a, a funny, cute way. As yeah, opposed that's what to I would cool think too. Way. But yeah. no, a word used to describe something as ironically trendy. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's like it's it, trendy it, it not because it's cool. Different, different area, but yeah, it's I, trendy because it's it's cute and funny and weird. I'll put it like this: I can get where they came from doing mm-hmm. that, but yeah, yeah. Um, TFW, I like this one. TFW, the first wave. That's now, a good one. It's yeah. a good guess, but that feeling when. Oh, okay. For example, TFW, you get off work early. That feeling when you get off work early. Yeah. Bop. Bop. Uh, let's see. 
first thing I thought of was a song by the Kinks called Shake Bop. Or Unskinny Bop by Poison. No, Unskinny Bop, <laughs> yeah. Bebop Deluxe. Bebop Deluxe, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cowboy Bebop. What was that one? Bopping, bopping, all that? Oh, shit. I don't, I'm not going to remember. An exceptionally... Rockin' Robin, that was it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Rockin' Robin. Rockin' yep. and a bopping. Hoppin' and a bopping, all that. Uh, something like that. Oh, well, oh, well. An exceptionally good song. Oh, okay. That's sort of... Yeah. It's similar to a previous me, so yeah, that's a good bop. Yep. Sheesh. Well, for me, that's always been an intentional mispronunciation of Jesus, so you don't take, you know, the worst demon thing. Yeah, yeah, you so go, so sheesh. Say, Jesus. You it's say, like, sheesh. Yeah, it's like someone come by and they stink really bad. You go, sheesh. Mm-hmm. My God, did you get a whiff of that shit? You yeah, know? it's the same as heck instead of hell or darn instead of damn yeah. or shoot instead of shit. You know? Yeah, yep. Fudge Jesus instead priest, of fuck. You know? Sam Hain. Yeah, 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 same thing. Yeah. So what is... What is what Ta- hell and tarnation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's an explanation used to hype up something if they're looking good or doing good. So, like, if someone comes in dressed in nines, which I don't know what dressed in nines means, no. and I'll look it up. Anyhow, sheesh. Kind of let them know. You're okay, on, so yeah, it's supposed yeah. to specifically mean something like You're on a par good there. surprise. Yes. Okay. Yep. Weird. This one's interesting, but if you think about it long enough, you'll probably get it. Okay. Hits different. Okay. I'm familiar with that when you talk about smoking weed. You know, if you smoke this kind it of weed, could, it, it hits could, different yeah. than this other kind of weed. Yeah, you know? it could. So the effect, the effect it has on you comes on differently than you expect or than you're used to. That's what, I, that's what I'm accustomed to that meaning. Something that is unique or better than usual. So, yeah, it's, it's, it it's is really, along the yeah, same it's, line. Yeah, it's along the same line. Yeah. yeah, that guy's guitar part hits different than their previous guitar part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that kind of thing. I got it. I like it. Yeah. Bet. B-E-T. Um, I remember that meaning um, okay or it's a deal or uh, as a form of agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, can you pick me up at the you know, club tomorrow night? Yep, bet. Pretty it's close. Kind of like short for you bet. Another way of saying yes to confirm something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. But you know, I remember that from the 80s. I do too. So that's... That's what I'm saying. Some of these are recycled. Yeah, that's They just don't know it. Uh Yeah, just like we did. We recycled words. We had no idea was around. Like one was luck out. Yeah. Luck out was from like the 60s. Yeah. And then it started focusing around in the 80s again. Then came back in the 90s. That that thing has a life cycle. Then it goes away and then it comes back. Yeah. And every, every time it comes back people think it's new for them yeah yeah Yeah. i'm like man when did that come from they're like what (laughs) yeah so at least as far back as 40 years ago people were saying that yeah for exact easily yeah the exact same reason vibe check vibe v-i-b-e check okay so i would guess that would be like you enter a room to see how things are do a vibe check to see how, how the people are feeling or what the situation is Assessing someone or something's energy slash mood. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped by his house and I did a vibe check and it's like, yeah, I didn't want to hang out there, so. And this is another recycled one. Period T. 
period T. Mm, don't know. Okay, and I think the T stands for total, like that's it. Check, please. Mm. So, period T. Use the end statement. Add an emphasis on the point being made. Hmm. Well, I remember the part of people saying period. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. the end of the discussion. Period. They added the T, and I think I, I thought someone said the T stood for total. Like that's it. Mm. Check, please. No other, no further discussion. Period T. All right. Well. So anyhow, all right. I'm weak. I don't, I don't know that one. A phrase to describe something hilarious, similar I'm dead. I'm leak. I'm weak. I'm weak. Oh, oh okay. you draw. Okay, sorry. I thought. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. A phrase to describe something hilarious, similar to "I'm dead." So I've heard that before. Like, oh my god, I'm dead. Did you see that? I'm dead. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can see people using that. I didn't, it sounds really s- odd, though. Oh, yeah. I'm weak. I'm laying on the floor. That was so weird. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I've, I've I've said I'm hyperventilating. Because sometimes I'm laughing so hard I can't draw a breath. But <laughs> uh, okay, it's I mean it's similar to I mean it's so similar to other things that it doesn't really seem like it be its own thing. But yeah, if they yeah. want it, whatever. Yeah, makes them makes people happy. Main character. Hmm. Okay. I would guess that's like uh, you're refer referring to somebody. Maybe even yourself as the most important person. Like, you know, well, he's the main character on that team. Someone who is well-liked and charismatic. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much what you said. Yeah. That was pretty easy to figure out. Slaps. Slaps. Don't know about that one. To describe something that's exceptionally good. Interesting that they pick a term for physical violence. You that know? is, that's true. They're millennials. Yeah. They're not supposed. To, they're supposed to stay away from that, right? Yeah. I mean, they might as well say, "Well, that's so rapingly funny." <laughs> you know, what's what's the point of you know working in terms of violence and hate into your clever speak? I, I don't get it either. Yeah. I think maybe like knee slapper. Still a violent act. Yeah, yeah that's true. If you're slapping somebody else's knee and they didn't want yeah. to be touched. Well, it's better than toe tapping. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. You know, you know the, the, coincidentally, at the new KCI, you cannot toe tap. Oh. Yeah, they're all unisex bathrooms. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can toe tap to anybody and everybody. Well, yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> along those lines, yes. Well, let me put it like this. I said it wrong. It's a mystery toe tap. Yes. It's like, hey, who's next to me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're tapping back. Mm. <laughs> So I I did not I we have not incorporated toe tapping mm. in probably twenty podcasts so it had to come it had out. to come out again yeah look it up kids you know I think the the most fun thing about millennials is in that Rick heard that look at look yeah. at <laughs> the fun thing about millennials is in one or two generations everyone's going to be pointing at them and saying how stupid and archaic and weird they are and blaming shit on them the way oh, they are blaming the, boomers and, they're going to start crying yeah oh, I can't take this. We didn't do it. Every every generation that comes along thinks, okay, we're cool, oh, we're great, we're I, making fun of everybody, but just they're gonna wait. Sue, they're going to sue the younger generations the, for thinking that. They're going to sue them. For hurting their feelings. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, we need to take uh, uh, the millennials and the, uh, what was the ones before, the wires. We're, Gen we're taking y, Gen, Gen y X. and Gen Xs. We're taking them all to court. Why? Well, they hurt our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you're a Gen X, Gen Y, or Millennial, please uh, please be at the above mentioned address uh, at uh, Monday at seven. Here, here's a little uh, funny, ironic thing that I read the other day that you'll get a laugh on. Okay. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who is pi- who is uh, championing this whole metaverse, yeah, where that you, fucking idiot. You put a headset on and you stay right where you are, but you interact digitally and electronically with people you don't everywhere have and everything. Yeah. He came out and said the other day that people who actually physically show up to work instead of working remotely get way more done. So he has just said publicly that his own idea of meta and working you know, through virtual reality, you'll get less done. <laughs> Talk about jamming your own foot way into your own mouth. <laughs> someone, needs to work with someone needs to work with him. About what he should say and what he shouldn't Someone say. Someone needs to just sew his damn lips shut. Oh, yeah. What a fucking moron. Jeez. Everybody should sign up and do this virtual thing, but, oh, yeah, nobody gets anything done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder his metaverse sucks so bad. Nobody's no doing kidding. anything. Well, I better start crossing things off that we've already talked about, or I'm oh, going to okay. be like an old man and start talking about them again. Did we, did we talk about this? <laughs> I don't know. You darn kids. Get off my lawn. <laughs> oh. I, um, I have some did you knows. I love did you know. All right. Now, as far as I know, these things are true. I cross-referenced anything that I could get an affirmative on, I put down. And then a couple that I thought I heard before... Mm-hmm. I put down two. So anyhow, did you know that Leonardo da Vinci invented scissors? No, I didn't know that. Out of necessity. Huh. He really needed to cut some paper? Yes, he really needed to cut some paper. <laughs> did you know that recycling one glass jar saves enough energy to operate a TV for three hours? I can wow. believe that. I can yeah. totally believe that. Yeah. Especially since TVs really don't take a lot of they energy don't take anymore. anything at all, really. <laughs> Well, I mean, people—they still have people that do this, and I wouldn't mind doing this in like, a, in like a workout room or something. A TV that is solely powered by your steps. Yep. 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 I've yeah, seen, yeah, you know, like an exercise you sit there and pedal the bike, uh-huh. and it runs the TV. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I want to watch some TV, but you know what? I also want to get a little exercise in. Yeah. You do both. Yep. Did you know that an average of 10 people choke to death on ballpoint pens every year? Wow. Ballpoint pens. Yeah. I believe it. Everybody sucks on their pen. You see That's them true. At work. Everyone it's, sticks them in their mouth when they yeah, need to do something else. The waitress Helga. Hey, what do you need there? You want that? A meatloaf sandwich is special today. Yeah. Did you know Antarctica is the only continent without reptiles or snakes? And that's pretty easy. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it's I, pretty yeah. damn cold there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Since they're cold-blooded and, you know, it's yeah. very extremely cold up there. Yeah. Probably yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. There are some parts of Antarctica that get above freezing during certain parts of the year, but pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So any kind of reptile would be a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the cruise liner Queen Elizabeth moves only six inches per gallon of fuel Oh, six inches. 
I, I read that actually a long time ago, Damn. and I believe that is true. It's so inefficient, they don't run it. Well, yeah. Yeah, that was built in a time when fuel reserves were much greater and yeah. costs were much lower. Yeah. So now it doesn't go anywhere. It sits there. They got a hotel on it and everything. Yeah. I was just over there um, a couple of months ago. Uh, <laughs> it's right on Long Beach there. So, anyhow. That's why it makes sense to make so many of these huge vessels uh, nuclear-powered. Yeah. Self-sufficient. nuclear pile to generate steam, and then steam runs the generators. Yeah. The generators turn the screw, and off you go. There you go. Did you know that? San Fran cable cars are the only national monument that can move. I actually didn't know this one. Okay. Cable cars are national monuments. That's kind of weird. I've ridden on one. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have too. Um, it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect that. No, I mean, it's a rough, bumpy ride. And you go up, I mean, it seems to go kind of fast, and I was worried about falling off. Yeah, and then it stopped, yeah, it and was, I got off. It's like, it was oh. very peculiar. I okay. just, I don't know. I thought it was going to be more majestic. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. well, I can say I had the experience. So. Yeah, same here. Same here. February 1865 is the only recorded month without a full moon. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess that would be kind of rare. I wonder how weird that was, if, like, people, like, were acting strange because of it, or... Well, yeah, I guess astrologers would, because the appearance of the full moon makes mm-hmm. a big deal, and yeah. so they would have noticed, you know, hey, whole month without a full moon. If it had been a leap year, I wonder if it had would have had a full moon. I don't know. Hmm. But since... The uh, the orbits are changing over time, uh-huh. and the Earth's day is getting longer over time. I wonder how that's going to change that. I th- I think I remember reading that when the or when the moon first formed, it was orbiting about I don't know, ten to fifteen miles away from the Earth. I okay. mean, it was just like right there, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been getting a little farther away over time. Yep. And slowing down the Earth's rotation a little bit over time. So these things change. So we'll probably have another one yeah. you know, at some point. I'm sure sometime, who knows when. Yeah. But If we're still using the same calendar that you know counts days and calls it February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the aliens that come in and invade us, they'll pick the calendar. and then yeah. They, yeah. According to the Mayan calendar, you know, there is no February. So yeah. it's just kind of a, a, a Western thing to say February. The Mayans were pretty bizarre, too. They knew a lot of stuff. (laughs) Anyhow. All fun attention. Did you know that nutmeg is extremely poisonous when injected intravenously? Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, how could you know that? I mean, unless you did it, then you're dead. (laughs) You know, there's something else that's that way, rattlesnake venom. If they bite you and gets into your system and your bloodstream that way, it's, it's really toxic. Mm-hmm. But you could eat a spoonful of rattlesnake it's venom. It's not going to bother you one ounce. No, you just digest it. It passes right through. Matter of fact, isn't that part of the anti-venom? If you're going to be working around a place that has a lot of poisonous snakes, you take the uh, um, the snake venom the, of the snakes in that area and you drink it for about a month. I don't know if taking it orally really does anything. Um, I think... Or they inject smaller amounts of it. That yeah, hurt the un- oh, what I, every time I've seen anti venom, it's been in, it's been intravenous. Okay. 
Um, okay. But I, that was an old sideshow trick. You know, the snake wranglers in the carnival, they'd, they'd grab a, a rattlesnake, and then they'd milk the rattlesnake by, you know, having it squeeze its venom out into uh-huh. a cup, and then they'd drink it, and people would go, ah! Yeah. But, you know, he's perfectly safe because you absorb it differently. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you can eat nutmeg but not inject it. That makes sense. <laughs> it's funny. Um, did you know that a rainbow can only be seen in the morning or late afternoon? It can only occur between when the sun is 40 degrees above or less on the horizon Oh, okay. So if it's too sharp an angle, yeah, then it won't do it. You wouldn't see it, yeah, because yep. the angle has to be right too. Funny, yeah, physics, yeah, and, yep. <laughs> um, did you know that Indiana University Library sinks about one inch per year? When designed, they failed to account the weight of all the books. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and it's still there. There's nothing they can really do about it. They're eventually going to have to replace it, but right now they're like, nah, wow. just let it keep sinking a little at a time. Yeah, I wonder if it's worth more to, to like put piers under it to hold it up or just wait until it's not usable and rebuild the library somewhere else. It didn't go into that, so I don't know. You'd Funny. think they'd want to put piers and just leave it like it is, but I don't know. Who knows? Gosh. I bet that guy... Find out where that architect went to school and don't go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Indiana. Oh, that would hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we use our local guy and he did that? <laughs> so, okay. Um, a Category 3 hurricane releases more energy in 10 minutes than all the world's nuclear weapons combined. Mm. I wow. guess I could believe that because I don't recall ever seeing that many nuclear weapons yeah. being launched. I remember hearing over the years that, that weather isn't just insanely powerful, that the amount of energy in weather is just mind-boggling. Oh, it is. It's just like a couple of bolts of lightning could uh, power all of Kansas City for like a few weeks. Yeah. If and they that, could harness that. Yeah, and that's why getting your energy from the weather, like wave action or wind or whatever, seems to be the best choice because there is so much to spare. Yeah. Yeah, true. Mm. Um, there's enough fuel in a jumbo jet to drive a car around the world three times. Wow. I can believe that, actually. That's a lot. Yeah, look at a jumbo jet and how many, how much fuel they could carry. I mean, they really could. Because I would say half that plane is sectioned off, and then yeah. in the sections, it's like just for luggage and yeah. Equipment. Yeah, the wings are full of fuel. Yeah. Yeah, wing, they put wing tanks in, in, in all aircraft pretty much. Mm-hmm. I did. I do remember reading the other day that one engine on a Boeing 777 uh-huh. produces more power than all of the Titanic's engines combined. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. Did uh, you know that lightning strikes the Earth 100 times every second? Wow, that's a lot. It is. Mm. Yeah, isn't that something? Gosh. Just the exchange of electricity, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Did you know there are 87,000 people waiting on organ transplant lists? 87,000? Yeah. Damn. That's a lot of people. Yeah, give or take a couple, that's pretty much what you have right now. Gosh. I'm 
glad I signed my Oregon donut card then. Yeah. Yeah. And that is all of my did you know questions. Fine. I've had them for a while and just thought I'd go ahead and just wipe them out and get them out of the way. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got some how come. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to know how come there's so many reality shows about white people fixing houses. I don't know. I mean, it, it's a separate question. There's a ton of reality shows about people fixing houses. Uh-huh. But then specifically, why is it always white people fixing houses? Uh, white it, couples it, it is. fixing yeah. houses. It is. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? And the funny thing is, is even if they break up or not, they're still fixing houses. Yep. And they still act like they love each other, even yeah. though they had a nasty, bitter breakup all <laughs> over the news. Um. And then, of course, we have the, the gay white couple fixing houses. Yeah. So, I mean, aren't there any shows where people of color fix houses? Or do they just don't think people want to watch those shows? Because they, it, apparently they're nowhere to be found on TV. I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. Yeah. You would think that they would at least try one of them out. Yeah, yeah. See how well it happens. Say, hey, try mm-hmm. the uh, try the African American couple. See how they do, or the Latina, or whatever Latinos, yeah. or whatever. You know, whatever. Why don't we have a Native American couple that fixes houses? Yeah, yeah. Why they got to be white? Mm. Yeah, that's true. And we also have like a million reality shows about cooking food. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Summer competition, oh yeah, most are competition, but mm-hmm. then a, lot, a number of them are just, you know, sit down and watch somebody cook food. What's, I don't, I don't understand, I, I can see the appeal, you know, to a number of people, mm-hmm. but why are there entire channels devoted to watching people cook food, yeah. maybe in a competition or maybe just not in a competition? You know, I don't know. What's the fascination I'm really curious about this. Oh, I have three hours to kill. I'm going to watch somebody cook food that I can't smell and I'll never eat. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, I um, don't know. Now, there also seem to be an enormous number of reality shows about uh, wilderness survival. Yeah. Life um, Below Zero. Uh, naked, naked and, and afraid, afraid. Survivor. Uh the real bush pilots of Alaska or all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I I don't really get the appeal of watching people struggle to survive. No, me neither. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Um, I think uh, um, people like don't like to be in that situation but mm-hmm. they like other people to be in that situation does, does that make sense yeah they can look at them and say wow I'm glad that's not me yeah yeah that type yeah. of thing but you know I would think that would get old really fast but, uh. yeah now th- there's another category of uh, you know digging up gold or some kind of get rich quick endeavor yeah. I understand why that's so popular because people want to watch that and think, wow, I could do that. I could get rich quick. I could just find a bunch of money and be set for life. You know, it's a happy fantasy and you get to watch people do it. Mm-hmm. I guess I get it while they're, why there's you know, a lot of shows like that. Yeah. Um, and then another category is 
relationship shows. Um, Married at First Sight, The Real Housewives of Wherever. The Bachelor and Bachelorette and all that. Anything on the Jersey Shore, um, Mm -hmm. Marriage Boot Camp, all this stuff. I think those are popular because a lot of people find it fun to watch other people really, really seriously misbehave. I agree. And just be totally shitty (coughs) to each other. Mm -hmm. But again, for me, that wears out in about ten minutes. Yeah, same here. Uh, I don't care anything about it. It's, it's people with ugly souls doing ugly things. And I can watch that for a few minutes, but after that, I just start feeling dirty. I want to shut it off and go take a shower and, you know, see something happy. I'm the same way. I'm disgusted yeah. if I watch more than 10 minutes. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. No, I, no, I don't have enough time. Mm. No. No. But those seem to be the big categories for reality shows. I. I don't know. I mean, could it just be that, like, when they started these shows, those are the ones that got ratings and the rest are copycats? Yeah, yeah. Or there, there could be a lot of research involved saying, you know, the, you hire a bunch of psychologists and you say, what what are people going to find creepy and ew and gross, but they'll keep coming back to watch? That's right. For a while, a show like Fear Factor was mm-hmm. just enormous because you tune in and watch people eating worms or uh-huh. or shitting in someone's mouth or uh, whatever kind of stupid yeah. stuff they did on that dumbass show. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, even Jackass came out with a new movie. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. But, you know, it's it's interesting. It used to be these people will have to go out and, like, rubberneck at car crashes mm-hmm. to get their reality show thrill. Yeah. And now you can sit at home and watch people doing basically the same thing and rubberneck from your couch. Yep. You know, oh, wow, these are real people really doing this, and I'm watching it. And of course, the reality is these are actors who are being told by Acting, directors yeah. what to do yep. <laughs> in situations that have been scripted in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the reality show craze started when there was a writer's strike. And nobody was writing TV shows and dialogue, so they had to come up with something. They went to reality shows. Yeah. And then they just kept getting more and more popular, and now, ironically, these reality shows are heavily scripted and rehearsed and managed, and there's nothing real about any of them. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But you know what? I'm really... I'm really trying to change my attitude about, you know, the crap that's on TV and the commercials that, that go along with it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm kind of starting to feel glad it's there because it's it's collecting all the, all the idiots, all the people who are going to fall for... Uh, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. For the scammers and the suckers. I mean, it's collecting them all in one place, mm-hmm. and I can avoid them. Because I know where they are. It's like, okay, they're all watching TV and watching their ads. Mm-hmm. You know, here's where the suckers are gathering, so I'm going elsewhere. If it wasn't there, okay. then I would be more of a target. So the more uh, morons and idiots and, and suckers there are out there, the better my chances are. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's yeah it's it's not in my interest to educate these people or help them not to be victims because you know what if they're getting hit I'm not 
Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. callous way of thinking about it, but it's true. But, yeah, it's reality. It, no, it's yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I got a I got a little story here. Sure. All right. You know, uh, there's a new report out that um, that revealed that the uh, man who edited Rolling Stone's initial story on the FBI raid of producer James Gordon Meek, mm-hmm. um, who was later revealed to have been charged with possessing child monography, removed all references um, to change the report. Huh. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, he removed all references to uh, change uh, change the report completely, and um, and he said he is a he was an associate of the uh, accused producer, that that Meeks guy that was uh, mm-hmm. charged with the federal crimes of child pornography. Uh-huh. So the editor of the Rolling Stones uh, edited out his name and everything specifically. So he's in a little bit of shit right now. Yeah. On October 18th, Rolling Stone journalist Tatiana Siegel broke the news that the FBI had raided Meek's home in April and that the Emmy Award-winning producer had disappeared from the public eye, according to a report from NPR Rolling Stone editor-in-chief Noah, uh, Noah Snatchman had removed from her piece the key information at Siegel sources that Meek had been raided by the FBI as part of a child pornography federal investigation. Hmm. So uh, Snatchman or Snatchman or whatever his name is Claimed that Meek was just a work acquaintance and nothing more. Uh, uh-huh. Meek was regularly responding to Snatchman on Twitter and, and about his comments, so they obviously were some type of friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, Siegel, uh, okay, so at a staff meeting in September, Siegel reminded Snatchman that uh, she was working on the piece. Snatchman, Satchman, I think it's Satchman, but it's spelt weird. Satchman then took the piece and edited it, which is a very peculiar move, according to Rolling Stone staffers. Mm. They'll just, like, take a piece and go, hey, I'm going to go work on this. <laughs> so just like last week's report on Jared Fogel and his creep buddies, in my opinion, check Satchman's hard drives. Looks awful familiar to me. Yeah. Why would he take such a deep interest in scrubbing this guy that's just an acquaintance? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. A work acquaintance? Yeah. First, first thought is he's in it too, and he's trying to, you know, scrub his own history there. Well, going by recent history and recent events, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, that'd be my guess. Why would he give a shit? Or he's being coerced somehow to maybe it's do just this money. For him. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's money. I don't know. Yeah. Or wow. maybe he's just an idiot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyhow, he's in quite a bit of shit because you know, number one to omit that type of information and change mm. the whole article mm-hmm. is completely fucked. Yeah, that's self-serving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so why it's self-serving is the question. Gosh. Why what, what would uh, provoke him to make such a mm-hmm. difference in the whole thing? Yeah, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting and I wanted to tell that story. Uh, you got something? Um The other day there was a Revlon commercial. Okay. Um, and it seemed to be showing a woman skydiving. You know, generally it's a makeup commercial. Generally they show people doing active things. Uh huh. Um, the act, the uh, the model they had uh, modeling their makeup had uh, 
vitiligo, mm-hmm. which is a, a pigment um, condition where skin loses its pigment, and it can look either splotchy or lighter or pale. Michael Jackson uh, apparently had vitiligo. Um, and I remember when models who had vitiligo were automatically rejected, especially from makeup ads. It's just like, nope, not good enough. Uh-huh. Um, they would vaguely... It wasn't that far a memory where they did no, that. No, it was recently. And they would vaguely refer to uh, people with vitiligo as people with blotchy or uneven skin tones. And they would show how their makeup could they would really cover focus, it over. They would focus in on that because yeah. that was the selling point is we can make us look okay. Yeah, yeah. It, the, cosmetics basically is about hiding. Hiding what's really there yeah. and giving a false image. Uh, I'm a, I mean, um, you could... Maybe not so much nowadays, but in there's a time in the 80s where you can you would look at their skin on their arm and their skin on their face, and they would be so far off. Oh, yeah. Go, yeah. It's like totally like, different color. Yeah, it's like, how the texture. hell did that happen? Yeah. Well, that's because you put so much base on, you completely, completely hid your identity, yeah. your authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, you know, even even as recently as like 10 years ago, yeah, makeup was and cosmetic companies were all about you know hide it conceal it look like the rest of us mm-hmm. uh, at a certain point a decision was made to change that and now it seems like just in the last few months it's become an arms race to find the person with the most extreme case of vitiligo and yes. use that person in your ad yeah you're right it went from it went from hide this shit to put it full Put it full frontal, right in everybody's face. Yeah. There was a brief period where it was just, you know, your average person with vitiligo. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, seen, you could see them on the makeup commercials or in the print ads or whatever. It's like, oh. But now they're going for such extreme examples. It's not, this isn't acceptance anymore. This is exploitation. It's like, let's go find the person with the most extreme, wild, crazy case we can find and shove it in people's faces. The problem is, is it's been billed as acceptance when actually it's exploitation. It's exploitation. Because guess what? Revlon is making boatloads (laughs) of money off of this. Exactly. That's their motivation. But what they're doing is they're going to that community and going, we love you guys. We accept you. That's uh why we're showing you guys everywhere. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and they're trying to tra- take credit for no longer telling people to hide that. Yeah. Oh, look how progressive we are. We've stopped telling you to hide uh-huh. your face. Yeah. And then that's supposed to make them a good guy. No. Yeah, I know. It's like no, nah, <laughs> no. And then you know you can also see it in uh, like when commercials go out of their way to show as much diversity as possible. In the cast well, of the yeah, commercial, like, like every commercial now, it used to be like a foundation. Like maybe if they wanted to be a little bit diverse, it'd be a couple of African American couple, okay? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you'd even get like the occasional, I don't know, gay couple or something. Well, it started with, now. It started with the RBG, random black guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every commercial yeah. was just like white, 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 and then, then it was the like, random oh, wait, black guy stick the random say. black guy in yeah. there, and then say, "Look how diverse we are. We have." He this might one just be walking black. by, but uh-huh. he's in there. Yes. <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah, yes. It started out with that, but now it's like 
take the Chinese woman mm-hmm. and put her with the African American man. And they'll have a child and, and, who's white and in a wheelchair. Yes. And then their mother-in-law will be trans. Yes. And yeah, this is like they're trying to pack every possible yes. example of diversity into the commercial. Yeah, when it used to be like throw in the random black guy, like yeah. you said, or, or even maybe a, an Asian person. Uh-huh. You'd see the random Asian person every now and then, too. Yeah. All of a sudden, they'd be just walking by looking at his phone or something. And you see, what's wrong with just showing what everyday life is like? You know, when I walk down the street... Come down here uh, to uh, the Filthy Bean and you'll see a great yeah. example of, like, a little bit of everybody just walking along. The city market in Kansas City when we're there mm-hmm. is the same thing. Like, the example that they'll show you in t- on TV or in an ad or a, a, a show uh-huh. of a diverse family, have you ever seen one like that in real life? No, because on TV it's a caricature. It's just over the top... Every I've, never, possible I've never seen that in real life no. because you don't get that. And again, that's not a, that's not accepted. That's exploitation. It is. Um, you don't get that uh, that roll of the dice. Yeah. I mean, it's too hard to come up with a, a Chinese woman, African African American man married mm-hmm. with a trans uh, grandmother, with the uh, with the uh, little white kid in the wheelchair and mm-hmm. thick glasses. You you don't get that in real life because it's mm-hmm. too far off. It's like this had to happen to this happened to this happened to this happened. Yeah. So when yeah. you see it in social media, advertising, movies and TV plot lines, they're showing you a it's exploitation fantasy. under the under yeah. the guides of we're trying to show people that like everybody here we're all inclusive when actually what they're doing is they're pandering to the lowest it, because what they're doing is they're trying to get a name by doing this like they care mm-hmm. when actually they don't give a shit they're just going out and just picking it. that guy that guy that guy or that girl that guy. you know what i mean and right they'll, they'll it's kind of a disservice in my opinion by the way they do it they're more than happy to take credit for exactly. saying look how diverse we are but the basic reason behind it is hey if we show a member of this protected group then we'll attract more viewers from that protected group and exactly. the ones that it's sympathize with it. self-serving under the guise that we're doing exactly. it for you, and that's what I have a problem with. Yeah, if they weren't making money on it, they wouldn't be doing it. But since they're making Bingo, money on it, that's the best way of putting it. Then right they there. spin it into something that puts them we're in a good light. We're doing this for you instead of like, yeah, you know what? We're making more money because we're being all inclusive, uh-huh. and everybody watches it now. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, what? Another reason uh, Patrick Mahomes is so popular is because mm-hmm. he's both. Yeah, let's face it. I'm sorry, but that's the way a lot <laughs> he of people appeals to a geared. broad range. Yeah. And you know what's wrong with that? We're, you know, it's a good thing to accept people yeah. of, of of mixed ethnicity. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, I remember growing up. Derek Thomas was my hero. I didn't give a fuck if he was mm-hmm. like all black or not. No. But no. I, I, evidently, there's enough people that think like that to where it really does help the numbers when you have uh, someone that's both. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not uncommon for a person to be considered, you know, the black community will say, well, you're not black enough, and the white community will say, you're not white enough. I yeah. mean, that's still a real thing. Um, and then someone like Patrick Mahomes can supersede that because there are so many other reasons to like him that that becomes well, really unimportant. And then both sides want to identify with him. That's True. Another thing yeah. Too. Yeah. Hey, he's one of us. Hey, he's one of us. Uh huh. He's one of all of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> Anyhow, but let's face it. Doesn't matter what his colors are going into it. What matters is is his parenting. Yeah. And raised okay. What happened to Jackson? Nobody fucking knows. But, but yeah. But so maybe, much in maybe the maybe ele- the divorce happened in between that and it really got him. I don't know. Could be. But anyhow, so much of of what we're we're seeing in uh, popular entertainment uh-huh. is. Um, is forced diversity. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not what's naturally occurring in the world around us. It's Hollywood's version of what diversity should look like uh-huh. filtered through what the audience will accept hey, look, and like. look, 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 look. The double-decker bus is waving at I think they're waving <laughs> at us, aren't they? Are we on the tourist stop now? Well, the tourist stop is over there at the park. No. Uh-huh. But, I mean, we're right next to it. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, there we go. Oh, oh shit. shit, what's, what's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. no. It's this this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. Did you know? French fries are not cooked in France. They're cooked in Greece. <laughs> Don't Two douchebags in You're one stop for douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Man, that smells.